Hello, all, and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, a show of hope and inspiration. I want to ask you if you feel alone right now, like you can't talk about your struggles of life. I want you to know that you're not alone. Maybe you're struggling with depression or drinking too much. And if that is the case, let me help you. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I have healed through my depression, and I have been in recovery since 2016. And because of this, I wrote my book, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles, which has been ranked number one new release in the 12-step genre on Amazon. I just want you to know that you don't have to do this alone, and we all deserve to live in happiness. And I know it's possible, and I share with you how. So please take this journey with me. So now let's hear about these incredible guests. We first speak with Captain Sandy Yon from Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean and author of Be Calm or Be the Storm. She shares her story of alcohol use disorder and how to prioritize one's mental health along with some key leadership tips. We then meet Dr. Elijah Nicholas, author, actor, and trans advocate. He's the author of the successful trans-friendly children's book, Madoodle. He has acted in several major films and advocates for trans and non-binary individuals around the country. Lastly, we learn key tips on how to live a long, healthy life with author and cardiologist, Dr. Ernst von Schwartz. Now let's meet these incredible guests and move towards a life of happiness. I now speak with Captain Sandy Yawn from Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean and author of Be Calm or Be the Storm. Welcome to the show, Captain Sandy. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I am so grateful. It's so great to have you. And I love that you say that you are grateful because it's so wonderful to live in a place of gratitude. But I want to talk with you a little bit about your book and what inspired you to write be the calm or be the storm. And how was it for you to share some of those difficult moments from your past? I mean, your story. It's sometimes hard to talk about our stories. Yeah, you know, uh, honestly, the fans kept asking for a book, a leadership book. And I thought, you know, I'm not a writer. Um, so I found a collaborator and we did this journey together. At the same time, it was digging into my past because the books I like to read are story-based books. And I like um, to, to read lessons and stories, right? So for me, that really works. And we started on this journey. I dug into the past. I was like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe that I got hired by Bravo because of my past, right? So, and I had to relive all that and think about, well, look how far I've come which is really incredible. And at the same time, grateful that I'm still alive. Yeah. I could have been dead 10 times over. And I wanted people to see the journey and to see that you could be a mess in life. Someone helped me change my life. I got clean. And now I just kept doing the next right thing. So you're talking about that you got sober, that you got clean. How long ago was that? Thir well, August 29th will be 34 years. That's incredible. Congratulations. 34 years. Wow. I myself, I'm seven and a half years sober, and it has been the biggest gift to my life. So let's talk about be calm or be the storm. Tell us a little bit about that. 
You know, honestly, I wanted to, a lot of times I'm in a situation and I learned this by working the 12 steps to take a breath, to look at my motives, to see how my behavior will affect others around me and take responsibility for my own self. And that's why this book has a lot of those stories in there where I had choices to make and I chose I could either infuse this and make it more stormy or take a breath, look at where my feet are, and then approach the situation in a calm manner. And I, you know, it's through the years of working on a boat uh, at the same time, working the 12 steps. And I, you learn, it becomes more of a habit. It takes 30 days to change a habit I've heard. And I just become this habit of staying calm. It's so interesting because I think when you remove all those things that have run block in your life, where you actually spend the time on yourself and you get to see what you were born to do, which is so cool. It is. And that's what I feel like I'm doing. Yeah, because we all really do have a purpose in our lives and it's about living in joy. And once we find our purpose, we are living in joy. But there's so many obstacles in the way, right? Life can be an obstacle if we don't do the work. And that's one of the things that you've done. So you talk about inner work. What is that for you? You know, it's looking at the stuff I didn't want to look at. It's First of all, it's being aware, right? So if you're not aware, how can you work on it? And we're taught that, aren't we? So awareness is so huge. And then mm-hmm. acceptance of, hey, that's my behavior. And we do this work where we go, oh, these are the characteristics that I that really don't work for me. So let me work on the good ones that do work. So, and I think that work that I did in those 12 steps really helped me see the character that I want to be, to have that integrity, to um, show up for my own life. And I talk a lot about self-leadership and that's checking my own feet, making sure that I'm a whole person before I can give to others and get, or give advice or in a leadership role to be able to walk the walk and not just do the talk. I'm not one of those people where you're the, you know, I always say this, a boss is someone who sits behind a desk and says, do everything I say to do, not what I do. And a leader is someone who says, I'm here to walk the walk with you. And that's really the difference. But I think that we're all leaders in our own way, right? I mean, some of us are out there, like you're out there as Captain Sandy and you're changing lives on a broad scale But there's others out there that are changing lives on a smaller scale. But, you know, we we all have our work to do and we all have the ability to be a leader. It's just learning how to do that and surrounding ourselves with the right people and building on their strengths to also lift us up. You know, Leah taught me the meaning of the word grace, but for the grace of God, there go I, right? So The word grace for me has a whole different meaning. And that means to give my own self grace when I make mistakes. This morning, I was on SoulCycle Bike. Lee asked me for some water and I wanted the whole bottle. And I'm like, there's a, there's water that was left. (laughs) And she goes, really? You give the dog water before you give me. And I thought, you know, I want to change that about myself. You know, there was something I identified and I was like, wow, that, that's not cool, Sandy. So it's like those little moments that you can like you said, it's not the big scale. It's the everyday life to life living and breathing and going, just give the bottle of water, you know, because it's like a part of me is like, well, why didn't you grab your freaking water? You know, like at the same time, 
I had a whole a whole bottle. <laughs> well, I couldn't even share it. And so she gave be me grace. Be kind, right? <laughs> yeah, be kind. She gave me grace because it's a lesson I wanted her. Because every time I'll bring the bottle, it's like bring your own bottle. So now I bring two bottles. So it's like those little lessons just personally to make me a better human being. Yeah. Absolutely. So my solution is to grab two because she never got alone. <laughs> so let's talk about Captain Sandy's charities. Tell us what that means for you. Uh, honestly, I've never had a dream to do this, even be on a TV show. Bravo's done a great thing. It's showing millions of Americans that there are jobs in the maritime industry. Our goal is to get this into high schools across the country, state by state, beginning with the state of Florida, which... Our bill passed the Senate in the House, which is really great. So we're just hoping it doesn't get vetoed by the governor, which I hope not. I don't think so, because it's about workforce um, development and to give parents hope for their children. Uh, because I was that kid that was on that merry-go-round. Uh, I got kicked out of 11th grade. I didn't graduate. The maritime industry was there for me. Once I got clean and sober, I was able to work in this industry and it's been incredible. And I want to be able to give that to kids um, across the country. Thank you so much, Captain Sandy, for coming on Wake Up with Marcy and for the amazing work that you are doing and continued success. Bye. Thanks for having me. After the break, we get empowered and educated with Dr. Elijah Nicholas, author, actor and trans advocate. Now sit down with Dr. Elijah Nicholas, author, actor, and trans advocate. Welcome to the show, Dr. Elijah. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. It really is wonderful to have you. And you have had quite a journey in this life. I have. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I'm uh, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew up there for the first 20-ish years of my life. Um, transitioned to the military at 17 years old. Yeah. My mother had to uh, sign the papers for me to go in. Mm -hmm. Spent 24 years, 10 months, and 8 days All right. in the military. <laughs> and then retired in 2012 as a lieutenant colonel. Incredible. Well, thank you for your service and all that you've done. I want to point out that you were a woman in the military. I was. Yes. So first of all, what was that like? How was that for you? Well, it was it was interesting mm -hmm. because uh, serving under the uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell administration mm -hmm. um, had its challenges. Yes. Also serving as a black woman yes. had some challenges. Yeah. However, I will say that I absolutely loved serving in the military. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my Amazing. life. So when did you decide that you wanted to transition? And just take us through that a little bit. Sure. So I transitioned. I started hormone replacement therapy or mm -hmm. HRT in 2018. Okay. And that was about six months after I had done mental health therapy for about six months. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point where I had to make a decision. 
And I felt like it was choosing either my life or God or me. And I chose all of the above mm -hmm. because I got to a point where I just couldn't couldn't live happy. I wasn't happy anymore. And right. so uh, I started my journey to authenticity, as yeah. I like to say. That's beautiful. But now you're educating people. Yes. On exactly uh, transgender, bi non-binary, mm -hmm. uh, whatever that means. Yes. Right. And yes. the LGBTQ community and educating us mm -hmm. uh, as a whole. So right now in the younger generations, this is being spoke about a lot. Mm -hmm. And my generation is new mm -hmm. to hearing about non-binary and what that means mm -hmm. or be becoming your authentic self. Yes. Right. How can you explain it to someone like me so we can understand a little bit more? First, I'll ask about non-binary. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a non-binary person is a person, is someone who identifies as either male, doesn't identify as male or female, mm -hmm. or they may, may identify as both male and female. Mm -hmm. They tend to use they, them, pronouns. Okay. Um, my nephews teach me all the time that there's more pro pronouns added every single day. Okay. Uh, but non-binary individuals, they, it's just what it says, non-binary. So they okay. don't choose um, based on the societal norms that we've we've lived by for so long, either right. one or two. Right. And so that is um, much more popular now with the younger generation. Mm -hmm. People are identifying as non-binary and it's really more of a spectrum. Okay. So tell us about your experience mm -hmm. and how it's been for you since you've transitioned. Wow. You know, so my experience started off very chaotic. Okay. Um, I was married for several years uh -huh. uh, when I decided to live my authentic truth. And uh, because my former spouse married a female, that no longer worked for us, okay. which I honored and respected. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. And so uh, since I transitioned in 2018, I have been the happiest person that I have ever been. Like my, my face should be in the book of gender affirmation authenticity uh, because yeah. I'm very, very happy now to yeah. be living my true self. Yeah. So, but are there younger people out there that are going through difficult times in their lives or have trauma or uh, aren't fitting in? Do you think that they, is it possible that they are seeking this out? Not necessarily transitioning, mm -hmm. but maybe they're just looking for a place to fit versus it being really how they feel. Well, that's always possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was a teenager, I went through a whole spectrum. Me too. <laughs> I, I probably, <laughs> you know, times, changed yeah. clothes a thousand times, yeah. changed my hair. And, yeah. you know, so I think that's always that's normal yeah. with teenagers. Yeah. Right. But I also will tell you that I knew when I was four years old mm -hmm. that there was something very different. Yeah. And when I turned nine or 10 years old, I really knew as yeah. I started developing, right. something wasn't right. I didn't know what to call it yeah, at the time. Yeah. So absolutely. I believe that there are some kids who yeah. it may be a phase for them. And then there are kids who are truly non-binary and transgender, and they're trying to work their way through it on top of all the things that they go through as a kid. So we were talking about the individual. How about the parents or those around them? How, how can they approach this subject uh, with 
their parents because maybe this is something that scares them that they're going to be rejected mm -hmm. and how can the parents respond like or how can they get more informed because a lot of times we may not respond in the right ways because we're afraid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how, first of all, how can a person uh, go to their parent? Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do. Yeah. And really, honestly, I had to just do it. Thankfully, I have a very loving and kind mother. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I have to say that that's not the case for many transgender and non-binary individuals. Yeah. So if you can find a safe space, if it's not your parent, just find a safe person to talk to, first of all, mm -hmm. before approaching it. Because you never know what the parent's reaction yeah. is going to be. We see time and time again when uh, kids are put out of their home. Uh, transgender individuals have one of the highest uh, suicide rates, one of the highest homeless rates. Mm -hmm. um, and so you want to be careful and make sure that you're safe prior yeah. to going to your parent or going to, to your circle. Right, right. right. Um, and how can the parent approach it is obviously with sensitivity, with yeah. care, with concern mm -hmm. and with love. I always suggest that parents approach it from a space of vulnerability mm -hmm. and admitting that we don't know what right. we don't know. We don't understand. So I also want to point out, we're just about out of time, but Madoodle. Yes. This is a children's book that you've created that is on this topic. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's opening up the conversation in your home. Yes. Right? So this is amazing and um, just really happy to be able to share about this and, and everything that you're doing. So. Where can we find more about you and more education? Absolutely. ElijahNicholas.com, Dr. Elijah Nicholas on all social media outlets. Okay, great. And uh, if this is something you want to talk about, please get this book because it can help you, not only your kids, but maybe even for yourself, just to open up the conversation for yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. When we come back, we learn key tips on how to live a long, healthy life with author and cardiologist, Dr. Ernst von Schwartz. I will now speak with author and cardiologist, Dr. Ernst von Schwartz. Welcome to the show, doctor. Good morning, Marcy. Thank you so much for having me on. It's wonderful to have you on, and we're going to be talking about longevity, so living longer, right? So tell us from your research and experience, what are some of the keys to longevity? Well, first of all, let me start by saying that as a physician and I'm a cardiologist, of course, we, we practice what we call reactive medicine. So we react to damage, to injury, to heart attacks, and so on. But over the last years, 20 years now, we learned that we really have to shift from reactive medicine to what we call regenerative medicine, meaning we are able nowadays, in part at least, to reverse damage. And if we can reverse damage and reverse injuries, and overcome what we call age-related degeneration, age-related diseases, then we most likely will be able to prolong life, and that creates longevity. That's incredible. So do genetics matter? Genetics matter a lot, but not only. I believe strongly that it's more than genetics. There's a lot we can do. Mm. And besides, of course, being preventive, I mean, there's 
so many things. And, and you, you have heard that many, many times. We all have. But it is so important how we live our daily lives. Mm -hmm. So the diet is so important. Less calories. I mean, animal experiments 10 years ago have shown already that if we reduce calorie intake, that there is an increase of lifespan of at least 40%. Exercise, and it's not just once in a while on a weekend going out a little bit, but I mean, regular exercise, the recommendations nowadays is five times a week, 30 minutes minimum of what we call moderate intensity exercise, mm -hmm. plus uh, supplementation of deficiency, plus other things we can do, including, and I'm a big fan of meditation, even though I personally don't know how to do it, and spirituality, because, I mean, you need a healthy mind for a healthy body, and then everything which has to do with regeneration, regenerative medicine, and stem cell therapy, in my opinion, this is the future of modern medicine. Tell us a little more about the stem cell therapy. Well, stem cells, we know that since uh, a long time, have the potency to repair damage. That's their job, actually, mm -hmm. to create an entire organism or if there's anything damaged in the body to repair that. But we as adults, we lose in part at least this potency. We lose stem cells in number and in quality. But we have the option now to uh, use externally stem cells, either from our own bodies, we call this autologous, um, retrieved, for example, from the bone marrow or adipose tissue, or now uh, more potent, we use donor cells from placenta tissue, from umbilical cord uh, after C-sections. And those cells have an enormous potency to repair damage. Stem cell therapy is not FDA approved yet, with one exception, but um, it is a future because we use it for so many different conditions from hair loss to uh, post-stroke treatment to heart attack treatment, in addition, of course, to standard medicine, all still in the frame of clinical trials. But every single study which ever has published shows the potential of reversing damage and in, in part reversing processes of aging nowadays. So. When it comes to eating healthy to help us with longevity, what are just some few key things that we should start implementing? Eat less. That's the number one rule. Um, secondly, reduce carbs, in particular in the evenings. If we eat a lot of carbs in the evenings, we really don't resorb them well, and that leads to body fat. And uh, that leads to uh, all vascular issues we deal with, reduction of vascular elasticity leading to atherosclerosis, leading to heart attacks and strokes because it supports the development of diabetes, high cholesterol levels, and high blood pressure. Mm. So less carbs, less salt, less calories. Tell us about your book, The Secrets of Immortality, what it's about and what you hope the readers will learn from it. Well, there's a lot in, in the in the daily press nowadays about, uh, you mentioned anti-aging. It, it shifted actually from anti-aging now to reverse aging, now even to de-aging and now to immortality research. So if you, if you see that there's people who predict that within eight to 10 years, Ray Kurzweil is one, for example, the Google guy, um, um, who believes that within eight years, uh, we will be immortal and there will be some transhumanistic development of a species between machine, computer and human. 
I don't believe in that. <laughs> I don't believe in biologic immortality. Uh-huh. But I and and I'm a I'm a theologian too, so I believe in life afterwards in a different sphere. But on Earth, at least, I believe in longevity. And it's not just to prolong life in numbers of years, but especially in quality. We don't want to create, of course, a generation of bedridden people in in nursing homes, but we want to create people who are up to high ages, active, have quality of life. We want to prevent frailty, immobility, dementia, and that's what we can do. And that, what I summarized in in the, the book, you mentioned it, The Secrets of Immortality, which looks at the immortality from a, from a biophysical and biomedical point of view, since I'm a physician, but also from a theological point of view, because there's more probably than what we do here on Earth. Incredible. Do, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on, Dr. Ernst, and educating us. Where can we find you and more about you? Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm a practicing cardiologist, heart transplant and interventional cardiologist in Los Angeles. Um, and uh, I have a website. It's www.drfonschwartz.com. Um, the, the books, uh, the book on, on stem cells and immortality, uh, they are available everywhere where books are sold. The immortality book is actually coming out officially August 1st this year um, on, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever. Fantastic. Thank you again so much for coming on. And our health is so vital and important. So we need to learn as much as we can and nothing will change. We don't put it into action. So thank you so much. Thank you, Marcy, for having me. I appreciate all right. it. Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Please remember you are not alone and there's so much hope. Make the commitment to yourself to get happy. It's time to take action. Please check out wakeupwithmarcy.com for more information on my guest. Keep in touch with me on social media during the week. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. And I'll see you next weekend.